Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. You've made it through the week. It's Friday. Now let's look and see what Acts chapter 11 verses 19 through 24 have to say. Now those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some, some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenist also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. Antioch, at this time, was a cosmopolitan city with Greeks, Arabs, Romans, and Egyptians. It had a bustling economy, and behind Rome and Alexandria, it ranked third in importance in all the Roman Empire, perhaps comparable to a modern-day Atlanta or Chicago. However, Antioch was not known for its virtue, but for its vices. It was a city of moral bankruptcy and paganism. Just outside the city was a park known as the Grove of Apollo, and that place served as an outdoor brothel of sorts where people could go and indulge their sensual appetites. Yet it was here in this cosmopolitan, commercially stable yet corrupt city that the grace of God is extremely evident. So what was it? about the grace of God that was evident, that was tangible, so much so that Luke would write that Barnabas saw the grace of God. Well, I'm sure that Barnabas was familiar with what type of place Antioch was. He grew up not too far from it, and he knew about the things going on there. He knew of the idolatry and the immorality. But when he arrived on the scene, what he saw was not gross, he saw grace. He saw people that had once lived to indulge their selfishness that they were now living to serve others. He saw that greediness had been transformed into generosity. He saw men and women who had once lived underneath the weight and the strain of trying to appease as many gods as they possibly could, that they were now living in the freedom of Jesus Christ because they had believed and trusted that Jesus had already paid the penalty for them. And so they could live in that freedom to serve the living and the true God. God's grace frees you to live life the way that he meant for you to live it. You know, grace is not only the basis of our salvation. It is the basis from which we are to live our lives. And this is why grace can be seen. Grace can be seen when people believe they are to live under grace, and that belief transforms how we live our lives. Let me see if I can explain just a little of this to you and how it could work in your life. The gospel of grace says that Jesus took your sin upon his body, suffered the consequences of your sin by absorbing God's wrath towards your sin. And when Jesus died, your sin was completely paid for, that Jesus paid it all. His coming up out of the grave was proof to everyone that God had accepted that payment for sin. So that now, as David says in Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Another way to say this is that God is not mad at the believer. He's not angry at you. He has poured out his anger towards your sin on Christ. All of it. And Romans chapter 6 verse 11 says that you can take that to the bank. Now, can you imagine the difference that makes in our lives when we live under that truth? 
instead of the lie that says, God is not pleased, you don't do enough, try harder, try harder, try harder. Our lives would not express the grace of God if that's what we lived underneath. The Greeks and the pagans embraced the life-changing gospel, and it was obvious to Barnabas. And I'm praying that the grace of God can be seen, that it is visually evident in your life and in the life of your church day by day. When you pray today, please remember Nathan Brewer, his wife Lindsay, and their children, Emily, Gabe, JB, and Bo. They are our church planners in Oklahoma City. Also, remember to pray for the Bacol Ware broadcast in the target area of the Philippines. Mm -hmm.